Welcome to a very Barry Pixar podcast. My name is Sam Mulberry, and I am joined by Mark Barry, Levi Barry. And today we are going to have, we're going to wrap up our series with our Pixar Award show. We're calling them the Luxos. So we went through, and I think we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight categories. We have independently put together our list of nominees for these categories. We're going to go through them. We're going to argue about who we think the winner should be, and we're going to hand out some trophies. And what do these trophies look like? Uh, Luxo Jr., who's the lamp, if you didn't know. Yeah, yeah. So some golden Luxos getting handed out today. Uh, the Oscars usually start with uh, Best Supporting Actor or Best Supporting Actor. So we're going to start with a supporting character role, Best Comic Relief Character. Levi, do you want to give us y- your nominees for this? Uh, I did Rex from Toy Story or Socks from Lightyear. Oh, interesting. Okay. And I have not seen Lightyear. Can you, t- give, you give me like like 20 seconds on who Socks is? Socks is a robotic cat character who play. He actually plays a bit, pretty big role in Lightyear, uh, and is one of the positives of Lightyear. I'm going to say. Okay. Um, and and Rex is the dinosaur from the from Toy Story. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which which movie in particular are you nominating Rex for? Toy Story three. Toy Story three is that's the the best Rex movie you think? Yeah, I, it's my favorite Toy Story movie, and I think he he could have been funnier in Toy Story. Um. But for me personally, I like his lines more in the third. All right. Uh, Mark, what do you have for best uh, su- best comic relief character? I would say I also have Socks. He's probably going to be a popular pick among me and Levi. And May from Turning Red. Now, May isn't like her role. She's the main character of Turning Red. Her role isn't comic relief, but I would say every single character in Turning Red Ha- applies some sort of comic relief and i would just say she's the funniest okay okay uh here's what i picked and, and again my picks could be i'm gonna be a little bit different than you my picks might be pretty basic i picked doug from up uh doug the dog the talking dog i think is uh, very 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 funny he is um and then the other one i picked now this is for a specific movie this is for finding nemo i think dory is a great comic relief character now i realize Finding Dory, she's a more central character, correct? Yes. Yeah, so so this is not for her star turn in Finding Dory, but for her comic relief turn in um in Finding Nemo, I'm I'm uh, nominating Dory. So we have Socks, we have Rex, we have Doug, we have Dory, and we have I missed what was the May. And May from Turning Red. Uh who do we think we should give this award to? Now, two of you said Socks, which um, do you think that is the uh, that is the winner here, or as you yeah. look at this pool? So here's what I will say: I almost wrote down Dory in Finding Nemo, so that one is probably a cl- a second for me. Um, but I would say Socks is probably the winner. You haven't seen it. I think if you have seen Socks, you probably would agree. Okay, okay, Levi, do you think Socks is our winner here? For me, like, I mean, obviously two people nominated Socks, so, like, if we're going by that logic, technically, yeah. But if I'm being honest, um, I would just more say Rex. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, and I, yeah, and I, I'm happy to go with Socks, and because I think we're probably not going to give a lot of awards to Lightyear after this. So yeah, Lightyear's this is, this is one of Lightyear's few wins. Yeah, it's probably it's only win, maybe only nomination. Um, I just want to say a little bit about how how funny I think Doug is. Um, I was watching clips as I was getting ready for this, um, and uh, I love the voice. I love the. Um, 
uh, the kind of voice modulation when they when when Russell plays with the dial. I just think he as a he runs throughout that story, and I think um, Up is one of my favorite movies, and I think he's part of what makes it that. But I'm happy to give this to Socks the Robotic Cat is our first Golden Luxo, Luxo winner uh, for best comic relief character. Um, next category. Uh, this is something that I think is pretty central to a lot of Pixar movies, at least early Pixar movies. I feel like they all came with a song. So uh, Pixar movies were always competing for best animated feature, and they were often competing for best song as well. So best song from a Pixar movie. Um, Marky, why don't you go first? Um, for me, I chose two main themes because I really like these main themes. But it's the Incredibles main theme and the Ratatouille main theme. Ooh, those are good choices. Yeah, I think Incredible, like, they both suit their movies so well. Like, Ratatouille being, like, a French, like, singer, and it's, like, really light and elegant, kind of like the movie. And Incredibles, it's, like, such a good action action song. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I I love that. Um, My two nominees, um, first I went with, with kind of the original... Pixar song. When I think about Pixar movies in a song, I think about the Randy Newman song, You've Got a Friend in Me from from Toy Story 1. So I put that on the list. But I think the the best song, uh, I was trying to think of a Pixar movie where a song played actually a plot role as well. And I thought of the song Remember Me from Coco. I think that's, to me, that that's I think is should be the winner here. Levi, what do you got? I got the same two. I actually got three because I just could not decide for the life of me which one deserved to stay, which one deserved to go, actually, because two got to stay. Um, So I had the Incredibles theme and Ratatouille theme, but I also had the Up main theme. Ooh, that's a good one. That is a, a that's an Oscar winning score from Michael Giacchino. Yeah, um, yeah, those are those are really great. So, um, so it looks like we're looking at Incredibles. We're looking at Ratatouille and Remember Me. I think those are the three contenders. Yeah. I put You Got a Friend in Me just for nostalgia's sake. Um, but I do, I, like I said, I'm going to make the argument for Remember Me because it also plays a central plot role in yeah. the movie. And I'm going to say I think Remember Me, like, I didn't actually remember that song. I didn't consider it. <laughs> Ironically. Ironically, I didn't remember it. Um, and I definitely think it's the winner just because it plays, like, such a big role in the movie. It's so important in the actual movie like you can't really turn it down and it's a great song yeah it's such a good song the spanish version i do think is a little bit better but it's still such like a good song also technically you've got a friend in me has a story element in it because wheezy sings it at the end of toy story 2 sure sure uh levi i think i've convinced mark to go with remember me do you uh, are you with me on this or do you want to fight for for uh for one of the others well i mean i feel incredibles could potentially win a lot of categories um and i I do love the incredibles theme i also think the ratatouille theme is one of the best soundtracks ever written and i love the up main theme but honestly i gotta go with remember me because of its because of its role in Coco, honestly. All right, so let's bring up Ernesto de la Cruz to accept the award, although he didn't really write it. I can't remember the, the name of... Uh, of Hector. The, Hector is the person who actually wrote it. So let's, let, let's bring up Ernesto, give him the award, and then take it away from him and give it to Hector. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, next one. This was, this was the, I'm really curious to see what you guys come up with for this. Um, this is the award for the funniest scene 
uh, in a Pixar movie. This can be funny scene or funny bit because sometimes it's sort of a running bit um, yeah. going through. Um, I'll go first here. Maybe let's just do one at a time for nominees here. Um, I said from The Incredibles, the no capes montage I think is really funny. Yeah. Um, all the different characters who uh, who got trapped or got into trouble or potentially died because they had capes. I think that's a really, really funny bit. Um, so that's my first nominee. Levi, who do you, what's your first nominee? Oh, yeah, and also I totally forgot that actually does have plot significance because Syndrome ends up dying from having That's right. Uh, I put Buzz's Spanish mode. Um, and the, if you don't know the Owuga scene from Turning Red, um, it is like five seconds long, but it is, um, it is pretty funny. Like I'd say it would consistently, uh, get out laughs, like more, probably more than Buzz's Spanish mode. Um, but yeah, those are my two. All right, Mark, what you got? Um, I, this is so funny to me. I did not anticipate me and Levi having the exact same nominees. Buzz's Spanish mode and Awuga are the two scenes I have for funniest scene. That's you guys think very, you guys have very yeah. similar thoughts. So my other nominee was, and this is more of a running bit, is the squirrel bit in Up. I, I had Doug as my favorite, um, my favorite comic relief character. I think, and not just Doug's squirrel, but the fact that all of the dog, there's lots of dogs in this movie, and they all have the squirrel reaction. They'll be in the middle of. A sort of a dramatic moment when the the dogs are talking, yeah, and then they all fight. snap their heads over, and it's like squirrel. Like they'll they'll have it's like they they instinctively have to acknowledge it. I think that's such a funny bit, um, and because they are talking dogs, we get uh, you know we get not only the the action but the words there. So that that's the one that I want to push for. Um, but it sounds like you guys have some agreement, but you have agreement on two things. So so where do you want to give this award? So I kind of want to give it to the capes. Squirrel is also uh, really funny. Man, I totally had a brain fart when thinking of these, honestly. Um, though capes from uh, Incredibles, uh, I'm going to try to say this and not sound kind of biased, because this is, I swear this isn't coming from a place of <laughs> bias, but I do want to give it to the capes. All right. No capes? How, how are you because feeling, Mark? Only, probably only well, I do think like syndrome. <laughs> the one thing is, is like, Awuga is just so short. Compared to like the rest, I do think no capes is like I again like a lot of yours I didn't even consider, and I do think they're really really good. Like squirrels, really funny too. But I would say that no capes is probably the winner here. I'm feeling good with no capes. I think yeah. that's a very funny bit. It has plot significance. But and even if even if it didn't, it is such a fun thing to go back and watch if you're sitting on a computer when this episode's over or pause this episode just do a youtube search for no capes and enjoy yourself it's very very funny yeah also uh edna mode is quite the icon though they're they're probably it's they're probably my second favorite character in incredibles yeah yeah i mean i i thought about i thought about edna as um as favorite comic relief character, I just picked people who were ran throughout the movie a little bit more. Yeah, and yeah. I wouldn't say as comic relief as much as she's just kind of there. Right. Um, but, but but when she shows up, she's very, very funny. Yeah, she's yeah. awesome. So now what is the next award? The next award, the next Luxo, goes to the something which is very, very – maybe the most Pixar award we can give is best scene that makes you cry. Or like best emotional beat if you want yeah, to call yeah, it that. Yeah, 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 yep. Uh, Levi, do you want to go first? Uh, I had the intro to Up, the first 15 minutes of Up. Everybody that has seen this knows what I'm talking about. Um, and then there's the Coco Remember Me ending. 
Oh, very, very good. I like both of those. Uh, Mark, what do you have? Um, so I have Luca's ending and Inside Out's ending. Now, for me, I put Luca's ending in here because that's probably, that's the only one I would say I've actually cried for. And I know it's like best scene that made, makes you cry, but that's the only one I've actually cried during because it like, it relates, I relate to it a lot, which is why it like got me tearing up so much. Hmm. I have uh, a scene from Inside Out, not the ending scene, but I have the the uh, the Bing Bong fadeaway scene. Um, oh, I think that that's that's a pretty emotional gut punch in there. Yeah, the tear jerkers. Yeah, but I think that I, to my mind, I think the thing that is the grand champion of this is something that was on Levi's list, which is the opening to Up. I think that might be the. The saddest thing that 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 Pixar it's some of the greatest filmmaking of all time, yeah. some of the greatest emotional filmmaking of all time. It just happens to be the first ten or fifteen minutes of a Pixar movie. Imagine if the entirety of Up was like that, like no, like serious, like a silent film, but it's also that emotional. If the rest of Up was like that, it'd probably easily be the best Pixar movie. Yeah, I mean, it, honestly, it feels like they made the saddest Pixar Pixar short to start to, to yeah. start the movie. Um, but it's uh, yeah, I think that's fantastic. That would be my vote. Um, Levi, are you with me on that? Who's yeah, on your yeah. list? Mark, can we can we win you over there? Or? Uh, here's the thing. No, <laughs> I don't know if we need to debate about this. Let, but let's, let's make your case. Make your case for what you think so, should be Luca's ending. I like it so much just because Luca is a slice of life movie. So luca up and turning red are all sort of like they try to relate to people on a personal level just because they're so like realistic um besides like their obvious twists like lifting a house up with balloons or having sea monsters in it um luca's is like it's a friend going away and like it's happened to me in my own life and it's like such a sad thing and it's like you're happy for this person but you also don't want them to leave Mm -hmm. and also like seeing alberto like cheer for him even as he's going away even though it's like a sad moment for alberto and he's going to be lonely without him there um he still is like happy for his friend and he's still willing to like let him do what he wants so he puts his friend's needs over his own and it's just so it's so powerful it's such like an emotional scene yeah, I'm going to – Levi, I'm going to turn to you on this because I haven't seen Luca. So, like, I just don't have a reference point for this. So, are you – Mark, are you okay if we let Levi pick between yeah. the end of Luca and the beginning of Up? Yeah. Honestly, I love, like, both of these scenes, uh, like, equally. I more personally relate to Luca's, um, which, like – it's, it sounds like there's some bias there, but this is, this is honestly a very tough decision. You should really uh, watch Luca. Absolutely. I might do it today. Like, yeah, you uh, should definitely uh, watch Luca today um, because it, its ending is a total gut punch and you will know what we're talking about uh, when you see it. Well, here's why I think Luca should win because, Mark, when you talked about it, you said I could relate to it. Now, last uh, – a couple episodes ago when we were talking – I think in our first episode we were talking about Up – you talked about, I think it was maybe Levi or, or Mark, I'm not sure, talked about when I first saw Up, I remember watching that opening and not fully understanding it. So Lucas seems like that is a little bit more universal in terms of the how it would reach the audience a yeah. little bit more. Don't. Where where Up, Up is really something that I think younger kids are going to not necessarily 
fully connect to and probably for good reason not going to fully connect yeah and like one thing is for up not everybody has like lost a like a partner but i'm pretty sure everybody's been a kid Mm -hmm. and everybody's like understood stood like that losing a friend feeling yeah yeah though honestly uh despite what it sounds like i'm going with the up intro what this is no this not this this sounds i was just convinced to go with luca and now you're now you're uh he's turning his back on it i'm not turning my back on it i think luca's ending is fantastic and probably one one of if not the best parts about luca but um the intro to up like you said is such fantastic filmmaking zero dialogue at all with a great score in the background fully tells you exactly what is going on filled with emotion relatable for some people and is just so distinctly adult that i cannot in good conscience give it to anything else so i'm giving it to the up intro we did decide that levi yeah. got to make this decision you convinced me to go with luca but, yeah. if, but if he wants to say and you I'm, haven't even seen luca yeah, even yeah. Seen. and i i do think i do think the economy of filmmaking i do think that 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 deserves an award yeah. um so so i think we go i think we go with up there all right now we get into the four big categories uh best villain let's, yes. let's just do one villain at a time and go around the table so, twice here so so mark why don't you go first okay. who's, who's the first villain you want to put on so here? another luca nomination we're going with ercole now the thing that's tough about this is like you haven't seen luca so you don't really know what i'm talking about but I love Ercole. If people have seen Ratatouille, which I probably have, he's a lot like Skinner in the sense that, A, he has, they have, like, the very distinct, like, upper lips in the sense, like, they distort his face a lot. So, visually, there's Yeah, some... visually. He's so, like, he fits the tone of the movie so well. He's very characteristic. Um, He's got a lot of good shots and good moments, and he's just, like, he's got a huge, like, amount of stage presence relative to, like, other villains. For me, um, I went with Syndrome from The Incredibles. Uh, there's a lot of The Incredibles things here. This sounds like I'm just being biased and giving well, it's it your, to it's your favorite movie, so it's okay. It, yeah, it is my favorite movie, but it's not. It's just it is going to show that there's a lot of good stuff in The Incredibles. Yeah. I mean, it, it, The Incredibles is an apex um, Pixar movie, so we're going to see a lot of that stuff. Uh, for my first nominee, I'm going with Ernesto de la Cruz from Coco. I thought he was great. It's there. I mean, it's a fairly common storytelling thing to have this character who feels very is is our main character's like hero, and then we then we realize, oh, maybe not, and maybe there. But I think it's so well executed. Plus, you know, we get this sort of vision of him alive and the sort of dead vision of him as well. I I love. Um, I, I love this, so I'm going to go with Ernesto de la Cruz for my first nominee. Mark, who do you have? Um, for my second nominee, I have Chef Skinner from Ratatouille. This might be a popular one. I don't know. But again, like I mentioned Chef Skinner in my Urkelay one because, again, he's got so much personality on him. And he's got, like, like, he's got really good visual appeal. He's got, like, a good amount of stage presence. I don't think he's as good as Urkelay, but I still think he's really, really... He's a really strong villain, and again, he fits the tone really well. Uh, for me, my second one is Lotso from Toy Story 3. Oh. And honestly, the thing about Lotso, he's just honestly, like, when you point out, when you say good twist villain, you can't really help but think of 
Lotso. Like he he he's a classic. It's a, and you you can kind of tell. Like even though it's kind of predictable, you don't really care. It's a prison escape movie. Lotso is in charge of the prison. He's the warden. He is literally the warden. You know. Um, but then we get his flashback scene, which I think is a really great scene. I love the scene of him walking in the, uh, in the rain. And like I said earlier, he's just, uh, in our last episode, he is just such a hateable and great villain that poses significant threat and forces our characters into such dire situations. Um, that I, I don't know, I just think he's really good. Yeah, I, that, that's a, that's a great choice. Uh, for my second nominee, um, Mark, much like you, you talked about how your two nominees are similar in certain ways. Mine are similar as well, which is they have a similar arc where they are our main character's hero, and then we start to see them as villainous, and that's Charles Muntz from Up. Um, we're, we're also showing our hands here in terms of the movies that we love, too. Um, you can see a reflection of the draft in the movies that, that, yeah. that, that, that we're picking here. Um, okay, let's, let's do this. To narrow this down... Let's. We're going to start with Mark. I want you to take one off the list. Uh, out of the six we have, you take one off the list that you think uh, shouldn't be on the list. Um, I really do hate to do this to you. Don't go ahead. But I'm going to take off Charles Muntz. Okay. Just because, like, I feel like we have so many other like good options. And he is Dela Cruz. It is yeah. the same story. So yeah. yeah. And like, we have so many like good options here. I just feel like. Of all of them, he's such a, he's still a really, really good villain. It's just like weakest of the, of the six. All right, Levi, you get to take one off the list. If I got to take one off the list, I would have to take off. Okay, this is, this is a very difficult decision for me to make. If I'm being honest, I'm very, very sorry. That's all right. But I'm t- taking off your other nominee. That's all right. Ernesto De La Cruz is off the list. You know what? We have to cut down. We have to pick a winner. I know, That's I know we fine. have to cut down, and I don't want to feel like I'm shooting down your ideas. Don't worry. He don't is a worry. fantastic uh, twist villain. Um, But, like, the thing about Marx is that he made this difficult for me by giving me two icons, by the way. Because I can't, like, because if I were to remove... Uh, Skinner or Ercole, I might as well remove both of them, you know, mm-hmm. since they are similar in, they're, they're very, very similar villains. Like, it's kind of, it's a very, it's, imp- it's an impossible decision between the two of them. And they're all so great and fit their movies very, very well. All right. Well, that, that, that's great. So we're taking Ernesto off the list. Um, my pick, uh, now it's tricky because I haven't seen Luca, so I'm, 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 I don't want to take Ercole off the list. So I'm going to take Lotso off the list only because I think Syndrome is a powerhouse. I think Syndrome might end up being our winner. Yeah. So I think like Syndrome's so much better than Lotso comparatively. I think Syndrome's great. Um, so now we're down to um, Skinner, Ercole, and Syndrome, and we need to pick a winner. Hopefully with three we can do this. Uh, do, you, do you have initial thoughts here, Mark? Um. I will say that we're probably going to need to... I'm going to remove Skinner from the mix just because I think, like, he's weaker Hercule. He is weaker than Hercule and Syndrome. So I just want to make it a little bit easier. Okay. So we're going to choose between Hercule and Syndrome. Sounds good. And it's tricky because you have to choose between, like, 
a villain with really good personality, which is Ercole, or like a villain with really good like stage presence and better at like being a villain, which is the one Syndrome. thing about Syndrome that I really like is how over the movie you can see they keep his eccentric fanboy energy that he had in the prologue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think Syndrome is a fantastic slice of on guard filmmaking. No, I will say I have not seen. I have to recuse myself because I have not seen um, Luca. So I think you two need to duke this out between Ercole so and and Make uh, Chef Skinner uh, fifteen years old. I, no, I get it. I get it. But like, it's un. It is unfair for me to like to weigh in yeah. at this point. So yeah. So between the two of you, now you each have. You each have one. I mean, my, my vote would be for Syndrome just because I think when we named our six, Syndrome yeah. was probably uh, like I think he is uh, one of the great one of the great Pixar villains. Yeah. Period. So that would be my vote. But I understand that I I can't really vote if I don't know Eric. Yeah, and that's the thing. I actually might give up for, just because you can't really top Syndrome. Like he's got pretty much everything you need. Like he's still got really good personality. Um, he's got good stage presence, he fits the theme, he's got a lot of really good moments, and I just think, like, he's a little bit cooler than Ercole. I still really like Ercole, but I think we gotta give the win to Syndrome. Alright, Syndrome is our winner. How you feeling, Levi? I'm feeling fantastic, because he's probably, hands down, my favorite thing to come out of Pixar, is Syndrome. Uh, let's go on to Best character now this can be any character uh, again let's just do, let's just go around the table twice one at a time levi why don't you kick us off here all right i, I went with a, a designated classic i think everybody knows what i'm gonna say woody that's a really good one i thought about woody um which which woody you got to pick a movie though oh woody what's the best woody performance woody from toy story 2 okay okay um I'm not going to say my number one because I'm going to leave that for you to say because I assume it's on your list. I'm going to say Wally is is uh, because as we've talked about, Wally is basically doesn't really have dialogue, but he manages to carry that movie in such great ways. Such a the robot looks great. Wally looks great. You he has to convey so much physically while having the limitations of being a robot. Um, so I'm, Wally's going to be a, my first nominee. Uh, Mark, who you got? So I also had Wally. So my other pick was Luca. And honestly, I'm going back on this. Luca was not I don't know why I chose Luca. Like I I like that movie, but I don't think Luca's like the best character in that movie at all. And so am I allowed to change Sure, late minute audible, go for it. Yeah. I'm probably going to change mine to Alberto from Luca. Oh, oh think, same movie, yeah, different character. Same movie, different character. Alberto. I is have just to see like, this movie. Yeah, you really do. Watch this movie. <laughs> so he's he's sort of like the comic relief character. Um, he kind of reminds me of like Sokka if you've seen Avatar: The Last Airbender. Sure. Um, and he's just so like energetic, and he's got a lot of personality. He does like really dangerous stuff, but he's still like. It, he doesn't really care if he gets hurt. He just, like, wants the experience of, like, living. And that's, like, one of his main things. Like, he wants to travel the world. He wants to, like, experience everything there is before he dies. 
which I think is like such an interesting sort of like idea. I love that pick. Levi, also, who you got? So one thing about Alberto is I think he's kind of carried by his performance. Uh, like So Jack Dylan Grazer's performance of Luke, of Alberto is amazing, by the way. Um, so uh, my other one is Wally. <laughs> we all, we oh, wow. Wally. Wow, that's really interesting. Everybody put Wally. Wow. I'm anticipating a winner. All right. So so the, uh, the there's just one left here. Um, I'm shocked. You didn't put Remy doesn't get doesn't get I a nomination. I was about for you? to put Remy, but then I was like, mm, I think Alberto's a little bit better than Remy, Remy from Ratatouille, voiced by Patton Oswalt. Is he was actually my number one, while he was my number two. But I was gonna I was gonna leave you because I stole Ratatouille in the draft. I think Remy is amazing. I think he's so good. Um, I think that voice performance is so funny, but. This is the first time we all put we all nominated the same character. Does this mean Wally is our best character? Yep. Yeah. I think that one's easy. We don't even have to fight that out. He's I mean, a like, silent character that still makes a movie interesting. Like, yeah, I mean, a dialogueless love story between two robots is such high concept, you know. Wow, did you say the word concept? Our next category is best concept. So this is this is kind of our our representation of best screenplay. Like, like what is the best because because there is not a Pixar movie that doesn't have some like higher concept to it, whether it's, you know, cars are alive or whether it's, you know, uh, this rat that can, whatever it is, they're, they're, they all have this, this high concept. Um, so I want to think about what is, what, what do we see as the best concepts? Um, Mark, let's have you go first here. Give us one nominee. So my first nominee is Turning Red. I said this in our previous episode, but Turning Red has such a good concept. It's a slice of life movie. It has like an interesting sort of twist on it that still sort of makes sense in like the concept of the movie. And it's just got so many like unique elements to it. I think it's really, really cool. Love it. Love it. Levi, what what do you got? I have Monsters, Inc. Ooh, I love it. So Monsters, Inc. is obviously... So like... The world building in Monsters, Inc. is just obviously incredible. The fact that so uh, they use doors and the doors lead to kids' closets. Um, Scream is an energy source. Uh, And funny how for monsters, uh, it's dangerous to get close to kids, which is kind of like they worked in the it seems monsters just come out of the closet to like scare you, but they don't actually end up like hurting you, you know. So, yeah, I think it's honestly, and they make great use out of this concept, by the way, out of the doors, um, mo- out of different monster designs, and out of just everything, honestly. Love it. Uh, my first nominee is kind of basic, but it's the original Pixar movie. I actually think the concept of Toy Story, which is like what happened, the lives your toys lead when you're not in the room, I think it's something that every kid thinks about, right? And that they made that movie. And what it allows it to do is it allows you to have what you have when, you, when you're a little kid and you're playing with toys, which is you don't categorize them. You don't say like, well, I'm only playing with these toys because they're part of this set and these toys because they're part of this set. But you create this world that they all live in. And Toy Story brings that to life. So it's a very basic concept. It gets played out in the other Toy Story movies. But I think that one has to be a nominee for me. Mark, what's your second nominee? Um, it's interesting. I accidentally wrote down Batatouille <laughs> instead of Ratatouille. But the idea of a rat who is better than Gordon Ramsay controlling 
an actual human person inside of a gourmet French restaurant is... It sounds ridiculous yeah. when you say it, and it's such a great movie. Yeah, it's such a good movie. Like, really good execution, but we're not even talking about the execution. Like, what a concept. Like, I wonder who like who came up with that, who was like, we should have a rat be a master chef. Yeah, the last thing you want in your kitchen is the... And, and it turns out yeah. he is the reincarnation of the greatest chef in the world. Yeah. yeah. I'm very surprised we didn't, it through at least once, see... Or hear something like Gordon Ratsy. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> An obvious missed pun. Levi, what's your what's your second nominee? Here? Uh, my second nominee is Inside Out. Uh, emotions in the mindscape. Obviously, this is kind of a good idea. This is not kind of more than well, not more than kind of. As you can tell, this concept enables the movie to do such creative things with it: abstract thought, a dream filmmaking area. Um, a place for imaginary me. friends. Yeah, yeah, imaginary friends, uh, imagination land in general. Uh, you get to see the emotions interacting with each uh, other. Yeah, the islands of personality and how they even utilize them in the plot, uh, core memories, uh, and the different emotions and stuff. Yeah, and you can see like, oh, I think it's funny how anger's like, oh, I think this is this is my turn. I think this is a good situation where Riley needs to be angry. And it's like, oh, it's time time to be sad now. It's I think it's just such an, a cool concept. Well, and what's interesting about it is um, I have to – I'm an academic, so I have to do this at this point. Uh, the ancient Greek philosopher Plato actually theorized the soul having these three parts. Um, the, he, he would say it was, it was the reason, the spirit or the emotions and the appetites. And this is not exactly that, but there is this sort of platonic reflection there of like these different parts of you are sometimes at odds with each other. And Plato said that's actually the part of the human condition. So I, I'm saying this in part, Levi, because Inside Out is, is my number one pick here. I think of all the high concept Pixar movies inside out is the is the one where when you even see the trailer you're like why has nobody ever made this movie before this is such obviously a great idea and then they pull it off by having such a great cast of the of the sort of people inside and then it's not just those four people what the ads tell you that what you realize is as you point out Levi that there is this whole inner life landscape that they explore um, to me, that's the one I want to go to bat for is Inside Out. How are you guys feeling about Best Concept? I yeah. definitely think Inside Out. It's like, I believe it was written by uh Is Pete that not Doctor. Pete Doctor? Yeah, I think so. I think it is Pete Doctor. I'm checking. Yeah, it is a Pete Doctor movie. And like, again, it's like genius. And yeah, I'm going to have to give it to it. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Funny how uh, both of my movies are actually Pete Doctor movies. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, genius. All right, we have so we're we're giving the uh, the Luxo to Inside Out. Now we move on to the granddaddy of them all, Best Picture. What is the best Pixar movie? I think we've all over the course of this series sort of tipped our hat in the direction. So maybe let's go around and get the obvious ones um, off the table. Uh, Mark, what is the best Pixar movie in your mind? Ratatouille. I think we probably all have Ratatouille written down. Ratatouille is the best Pixar movie in my opinion. Wouldn't surprise me if we all have it written down. I think we do. Uh, Mark, what do you think the best, or Levi, what do you think the best Pixar movie is? I have Ratatouille written down, but I also have The Incredibles written down. That's my favorite Pixar movie. Uh, a lot of awards have been given to The Incredibles, which kind of goes to show he's got a lot of th stuff going for it. You know, 
now on to you. Uh, so my favorite Pixar movie is Up. Um, so that's my that that. But I also have Ratatouille as well. I think Ratatouille is the most. We go back to the first episode of this podcast, and you guys were talking about sort of what makes Pixar great. I think Ratatouille does all of the things you guys talked about more than anything. Yeah. Um, I do love The Incredibles. I, and I, what I love about the, about saying both Ratatouille and The Incredibles and Up, thinking about those three, and I realize you guys aren't saying Up is in the top three. I'm just putting it there, is that they are made by the same studio. They have the they, – they share this kind of Pixar magic DNA – but they couldn't be more different movies. Think about Ratatouille and The Incredibles, how different those movies are yeah. in concept and execution. But that those come from the same sort of creative hive is kind of astounding when you think about it. Yeah. I do. Here's what I will say. The fact that we all have Ratatouille written down, I think it does say something. Of course, like we've got like the three big ones up, Incredibles and Ratatouille all up here. And like those are all pretty much flawless in their execution and i think we like the award is gonna go to one of these three and i do think ratatouille is going to be the inevitable because it's a constant in between the three of us levi you've talked so much about uh, the incredibles but i want to hear you make the case because i know this is your favorite and you and, and you think it's the best so, so, so tell I, me tell I me about it i think the incredibles is the best pixar movie however the thing about Ratatouille, I think it is Pixar's magnum opus. If you point at any movie that displays Pixar, like that displays the Pixar magic, or if you were to pick any Pixar movie, and like if somebody goes, I don't get it, how is animation cinema? I would pick Ratatouille. I would go to some of the flavor sensation scenes. I would say this is cinema. Ratatouille is an absolute love has an absolute love letter to the art of cinema, to the art of visual expression. Honestly, so I think it would be very fitting give it to what is definitely Pixar's most expressive film to date. Sorry, you're you're cuz I think Mark and I are are okay with with Ratatouille. Are you good with Ratatouille as our winner here? Oh yeah. All right, so uh, we are going to give the Golden Luxo for best picture to the film Ratatouille. Um, this was really fun to think through. I, I yeah. you know, I, I, and we went in directions that I didn't expect. I mean, it's crazy to think that um, that our night opened with uh, Lightyear getting an award. Who would have thought that? You know. Yeah. Um, but I think you know, as I, as I think about all these things, I think we landed on stuff that started to feel kind of um, consensus. I mean, that Inside Out is this brilliant idea. That Wally is this brilliant character. That Ratatouille is this brilliant film. Wait, which one won Best Soundtrack again? I can't remember. Uh, the best song we went with, Remember Me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, uh, no Capes won an award, so so Incredibles is walking home yeah, with the Incredibles with an walked award. home with two Lutzos. Like, Almost that's part of the walked home I'm, with three. That's right. I'm, I'm, very, I'm, I'm fine with, like, in, with Ratatouille winning, especially since Incredibles walks home with two Luxos. If it walked home with two Luxos and a golden Luxo, you know. Yeah. Well, and what, what's interesting about it is, like a good superhero movie... Right? The award goes to the villain, right? You need that's everything else can be great about it, but you that's the one that really needs a great villain and they 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 take home that award. Yeah. So um so this was a, this has been a very fun project both this award show but also thinking about the arc of these four episodes. I feel like I've learned a lot from from you all about um about Pixar. I definitely learned that I need to go watch the movie Luca as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, what are thoughts you guys have you know, now that we've sort of reached the end of our project. I'm glad 
that I can do this just because it's good to have like our opinion on this topic out there. Like we actually get to like create a public statement of like what we think. Um versus like for example, other critics can get their opinion out there, but for the average bystander, like this is our first time officially like sort of publishing our opinion. Mm-hmm. I think we successfully did that really well. Yeah, no, I have to say I am I'm really impressed by uh the depth of your analysis, the depth of your thoughts. I do a, I do another movie podcast um, called Video Store um, where we talk about, uh, you know, really kind of high-end world cinema sometimes. But I'm, I'm really – I'm very much impressed by, um, again, by the, the depth of your analysis and, um, you know, and, and your ability to think about the scope of this body of work from Pixar. So um – I wanted to close and say I am I have been really happy to do this and Pixar is only like a fraction of uh 3D animation and just animation in general that is out there. And in my opinion animation is the most like disrespected medium and even if it's if even if you don't think it's disrespected it's not respected nearly as much as it should be. If you haven't seen like the show the show's Arcane uh, or Avatar the Last Airbender, if you haven't seen like Fantastic Mr. Fox or Coraline, you should watch those you will experience some of the most fine storytelling currently out there to date. I honestly feel like, honestly, like, we're seeing more adult animation, which is fantastic, because I'm tired of people saying animation is this thing for children. Because it is absolutely not. (laughs) So, yeah, I've been really glad that I've been able to do this. It's part of the reason I love uh, all the Brad Bird Pixar movies, as much as I said, like... Uh, they all the dialogue and everything feels very adult, and adult animation is something that I actually really enjoy watching. Absolutely, no, and I and I, I want to thank you guys because I've learned so much from um, from doing this. So we have reached the conclusion of our journey on a very very Pixar podcast for Levi Barry and Mark Barry. I'm Sam Mulberry. Thank you for going on this journey with us, and you know maybe there'll be more coming from from us down the pipe in the future. Have a great day. 